Here's the problem. We're spoiled for choice in San Antonio when it comes to our amazing fitness options. And there's a lot of confusion going around when it comes to figuring out what kind of workout is best for your body and where you are in your fitness journey today. But don't worry, there's no longer a need to be confused when it comes to your health and fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Stairs, and this is the Healthy 210 Podcast. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our free resource, the PR Life Roadmap. In this guide, we give you all the tools that you need to kickstart your health and fitness lifestyle. Whether you're working out through an injury, figuring out your fitness routine, or optimizing your fitness lifestyle, this guide is for you. All you have to do is go to our website, www.theperformancerepublic.com, and sign up for updates to receive your free copy of the PR Life Roadmap today. Enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back to the Healthy 210 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Stairs, and today we have a very, very special guest kicking off our Women's Health Month. It is Coach Megan Tiarina from Grace Dance Academy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Thanks for being with us today. So for, for those who uh, maybe not have, have not heard of Grace Dance Academy or Grace Dance Studio, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the background of Grace Dance Studio and also your background in, in dance and uh, health and fitness. Um, so Grace Dance Studio, we are in our 11th year, um, which I say lightly because our 10th year kind of got caught a little short, cut a little short. Um, <sighs> we are located on the far west side of town, so kind of in the SeaWorld area, 1604, Petrenko, Marbach area. Yeah. Um, we've been, we provide dance classes of all ages. We start at 18 months and we go up to um, adult fitness classes. Yeah. Um, a little bit about me. I... I actually did not start Grace Dance Studio. I was actually a dance instructor at several different studios and um, was going to school at the time. And Grace Dance Studio, I was, I was teaching at that studio. Um, a wonderful woman by the name of Stephanie Brunson actually started the studio. And she was actually a military spouse. And her husband got stationed um, overseas. Yeah. And she at first wanted me to maybe run it for her while she was gone, but then decided they were starting a family and she wanted to sell it. And I have been the owner ever since. So that was after our first year in business and we've been going ever since. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how about with uh, your, your personal kind of history with, with dance and everything else? Yeah. Into that? So I started dancing when I was um, five or six years old. Um, I started at a studio here in San Antonio, um, danced competitively, danced in high school, danced at Texas State. I was Texas State Strutter. Um, came back to San Antonio to finish school and took classes. Um, but to be 100% honest, dance was not my major. My major was actually history. Um, but nice. dance has always cool. been there and helped me pay my bills. And I've always been teaching. Um, so yep. I've been doing that for the past, oh my goodness, I don't even want to say, 20 years. <laughs> it's kind of the, uh, the passion project, huh? Yeah, well, and, and so, when I started, when I took over Grace Dance Studio, I was still going time, I was still a full-time student. Um, and I was like, had every anticipation of being a history teacher. That was my expectation for myself. And I was uh, gonna like minor in dance so that if a position for a dancing director opened up, I would take it. Um, but history is also a love of mine, but the position of a dancing director uh, just opened up sooner than I thought. Instead of a school, it ended up being a private business, and I've, I'm loving what I do. So it's it's been really exciting, and we've grown so much since when I started. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Um, you, you mentioned, um, you know, classes of all ages and things like that. And I think I saw on your website also that you guys uh, offer Pilates classes and things like that also. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit more about those services that you offer. Okay, so the classes that we offer, we offer all your major dance classes, ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, vocodigo, flamenco, contemporary, lyrical. We also have a freestyle hip hop. We also do offer adult tap. We offer Pilates for um, elementary age, for middle school and for adults. We also offer adult um, drop-in hip hop classes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the range of what we offer. Um, and then just different things throughout the year, like we do a, you know, a Mother's Day class, um, things like that. So we, we try to get all ages in here um, and get them moving and get them going. That's amazing. You know, and, and you know, it's funny because a lot of the times when we think of you know, health and fitness or kind of group classes and things like that, dance isn't always something that kind of comes to mind, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, how, how has that been for you guys in terms of maybe, have you ever had to, have you had to kind of overcome that barrier at all in terms of, you know, maybe someone who's not tried a dance class in the past and coming in to see you guys, or is it more so people who have a background in dance that are coming in to, to take those classes? So we get a combination of students. We get, dan we, you know, we have parents that come in here and tell us, my kid needs to move. Yeah. My kid needs to move. And so, we, you know, usually those are going to be recreational dancers. You know, they're here to have fun. They're here to move. They're here to socialize. And yeah. that's, that's pretty much their journey, which is great because, especially with PE classes being out, you know, at least they're coming in and breaking a sweat. Um, as far as our competitive girls go, I mean, we have dancers here putting in eight, nine, ten hours a week. Right. And balancing school, all, you know, ages, you know, seven to high school. And then again, um, you know, people looking for um, adult classes, we have a variety of levels of that. So like we'll have mom classes that are going to be more low intensity, um, still get you moving, get you sweating, but aren't catered to a dance background. Whereas 18 and up drop-in classes are going to be catered to more um, dancers who are looking for a challenge and they're you know there's not necessarily classes for them to go take they're looking to move they're looking to choreograph they're looking to network those are going to be those classes that are for them very nice very nice so so with the uh dancers that you mentioned that are coming in maybe eight nine ten hours a week and kind of really honing their craft um what kind of things do you see or what kind of trends have you seen in terms of you know their overall how their body handles that load and uh you know do they have any kind of injuries that you kind of see totally coming up on a, on a uh, kind of consistent basis? Because a lot of times, you know, when we go to like bike classes or like spin classes, you get a lot of low back pain because you're always on a bike. Yeah. In the system, right? um, so it, the, the girls who are here, I shouldn't say girls, the dancers who are here, because we have both male and female dancers that yeah. put in that kind of work. Yeah. There, as far as injuries go, no, we see, we see different type of injuries. Normally, I mean, injuries is not something you want to sustain in a dance studio. If you're training correctly and training properly and have good yeah. teachers who know what they're doing, you're not going to get a lot of injuries. But we yeah. do have girls who maybe land a, a, a flip wrong, twist yeah. an ankle bullet. So as far as long-term injuries, no, um, yeah. that, we don't really see that. But as far as, you know, something that would happen on a practice field, yeah, we get those type of injuries. And usually our dancers are quick to be right back in the studio when things like that occur. Um, sure. What I do notice is, 
the dancers who commit to those kind, that kind of training throughout the school year, and again, we're talking some kids that are ages nine, 10 years old, taking that many classes. And you know, the one question parents always have is, I don't know if my kid can handle it. And they can, they excel. These kids that, I, what, what I've noticed is the correlation between what they do here and what they do at school. So if they're here and they're putting in hours and they're learning discipline and they're learning those types of things, it translates to their classes. They're in honors, they're graduating and they're going to college. They're doing those types of things. So that's what I would say as far as noticing a trend yeah. um, for those kind of kids, they're learning, they're learning it here, not just here, but they're learning it here. It's being, um, it's being practiced here and it's translating to other aspects of their growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That correlation of just, you know, committing to something like that. And obviously in these times also, um, we talk about, you, you even mentioned it, right? The uh, uh, lack of activity right now with kind of COVID and everything going on, not really having PE classes or an outlet at school. Um, yeah. so it, it can provide a huge outlet to, to allow them to get that movement in and really kind of figure out their bodies a little bit. You know, um, yeah. one thing we love about dancers that we see in, in the clinic here for either sports performance or even for, for rehab, um, dancers tend to have a really, really good body awareness. Um, they just, just know how their body moves. They know when something's off. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit in terms of, you know, from your own personal experience anyways, um, like what goes into kind of developing that, um, like that kind of inner body, like knowing how everything goes in that body awareness? I think it has to do with the, you know, the training, the muscle memory, you know, the repetition of doing, you know, so like a ballet class, for example, you'll do something as easy as pointing your toe forward to the front. And there's so much that goes into that one movement. It's not picking up your foot and placing it out there. It's leading with the heel, extending the knee, the correct posture and something so small, like a, such a small move to have so many things going into it. Imagine yeah. a full production and what that means as far as knowing what your body can do and how things are correct, you know, using your plie, um, extending your knees, all of it, it just builds. It starts from the basics and it still builds. And we're big at not or at continuing to reiterate the basics. Yes. I feel like a lot of times when you become advanced at something, you forget kind of going back and not just my studio. It's going to be a cross dance oh, class. Yeah. You're going to do a tendu combination in every single ballet class you do. The, the level of the hardness, like the, the, I guess the skill level of the combination is going to depend on where you're at, but you're going to do that simple move in every class you ever take, even as a professional dancer. So I think, I think the repetition is mm -hmm. kind of how we get so in tune with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also kind of find also, and this is just maybe something that I've noticed um, with, with our dance population and our gymnast population, I kind of bucket them together because they have similar injuries and they come in or they have similar kind of things that we need to work on from the strength and conditioning standpoint. Um, but one other thing that I've noticed also is that they tend to take those same principles and kind of move that way throughout their life, right? <laughs> um, they tend to be always on their toes. They tend to be not, you know, they're always yeah. pointing to their toes when they lift their leg up and things like that. And <laughs> I have... I have girls in class tell me all the time, my basketball coach gets mad at me for doing this. He says, I'm not at dance class. I had a girl that ran track and she was really, she did hurdles. I think that was like her, 
yeah. one of her specialty. But the coach would also tell her, you're doing a leap. Like, you're not doing it how we showed you. You're doing it your own way. So, yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, <laughs> it's hard to, it's you know, even it's hard to untrain the mind, you know, when you do something like that over and over yeah. and over, branching into something new, it's really hard. Like, we always like ballet dancers, you know, it's really hard, not hard, but, you know, learning something so that where your, your posture is one way and then moving into another where maybe your center of gravity comes down. Um, just making those transitions can be tough because your, you know, muscle memory, your body gets used to something and it's yeah. hard to change it. We work so hard to make it that way. <laughs> it's hard to undo that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, one thing that I think people tend to think about um, when it comes to just like the institution of dance in general, um, we think of, you know, it being very kind of regimented, very kind of, you know, traditional by the book in terms of, you know, how things are meant to, how you're supposed to develop someone or how you're supposed to go through these steps into developing a dancer. Um, how, how does that process look like for someone um, in a group setting versus maybe an individual setting or a smaller group setting where you're trying to develop a big group of people versus the individual? Um, so I guess, I guess what we try, what I know is myself as an instructor, what I, I, I use students as um, models for each other. Like I, you know, we do things in small, like even if I have a large group, I'm going to have a small group, I'm going to break them yeah. into small groups and I'm going to have them watch each other and look for the critiques themselves. We'd give a lot of peer review. Okay. Um, I think cool. dancers looking at other dancers who are making mistakes and in, you know, in an encouraging way, um, yeah it's able, you're able to see when you see someone else doing something that maybe you've heard a teacher say to you and you've, it's never clicked. But when you see someone else doing it, it's like, that's what she was talking about when she said, relax my shoulders like that's. Right. So I feel like even, I feel like a larger group, you know, doing something like that, it has its benefits because you're watching other dancers and you're able to experience your critiques with someone else. And I think most teachers across the board are gonna say things like, you know, notice how she's doing this or notice how she's not doing this. And again, it's not to shame a student. It's to make sure that our dancers have a visual of what we're talking about. Um, and then, there, you know, being in a, in a, in a smaller environment or doing like a solo, um, the benefit of that is going to be just getting personal attention and yes. both available at most studios. You know, you can go into a large class and get that feedback and that energy and then go into a solo, um, you know, a solo practice or something like that where you're just getting your critiques but because you've been in a large class what they're telling yeah. you clicks it makes sense right saying something over and over to you unless you see it sometimes it's it's never gonna click so yeah yeah no it totally makes sense it, make, it totally makes sense because I mean I guess when you're thinking about kind of complex movements that you're going through with whatever style of dance you're, you're trying to instruct um, you know I'm, I mean, me not having a personal background in it, um, it's, it's, it's kind of figuring out, I guess, on my end, it's kind of figuring out how that, how that process looks like, right? In terms of, you know, when you've got like, however many people coming into a group class at once, I'm sure there's going to be people who pick it up right away and others who maybe have to practice a little bit more, right? Um, so it's very interesting that you have that perspective on terms of, you know, seeing other people do it and then that finally the light bulb goes off and then they're good. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, one thing that we, uh, like to ask all of our guests on our podcast. Um, so, you know, we, we, we always like to, uh, pick up healthy habits and we always like to pick up kind of advice along the way from people with all aspects of health and fitness. Um, is there something that 
the general population, maybe a habit or a certain thing that you maybe do as a dance instructor or that you tell your students to do on a day-to-day -day basis that maybe can apply to the general population when it comes to uh, improving some healthy habits or improving yeah. in their health and fitness realm? Of course, there's um, maybe a few that I could um, throw out there. So one oh. thing um, that I we try to tell our dancers, because again, a lot of them come from school and they're dancing three, four, five hours after school and they have to you know, do their homework. Um, one thing would be routine. Yeah. Like make sure you know, like if you know you're gonna be doing this and you're gonna be there, make sure that on your downtime, you're doing what you need to get done and make sure that you're resting when you're supposed to. Make sure to schedule time to rest because a lot of times they just go, 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 go and the body crashes. Um, so, you know, sustenance, small snacks. You know, yeah. if you know you're gonna be out for a long period of time, be prepared. Pack right. apples, pack nuts, pack string cheese. Make sure that you have something that's going to get you through the night. Because, again, a lot of these girls are here for hours at a time, and they come straight from school. So it's, it's just you have to find that balance. Um, another thing would be um, daily stretching. You know, we spend so much time. I feel like I always... The reason I'm saying this is because I'll have kids who say, I didn't have time. I didn't have time. And I always ask, did you watch TV? <laughs> did you watch any television? Yeah. Did you watch a YouTube video? Yeah. Then guess what? You had time. And I'm not telling these kids not to do those things. Sure. But while you're watching TV, while yeah. you're sitting there watching your favorite video, while you're, you know, Netflixing, you know, or Disney Plusing, you know, Descendants movies, whatever it is that you're yeah. doing, sit down and stretch. Sit in your right split. Sit in your left split. You have more time if you if you utilize those times that we're not really doing anything to do those kinds of things. Um, Absolutely. And then also, uh, I guess, not to give up on yourself. You know, yeah. we kids kids are um, they're resilient. I will say that, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure now, especially with social media. You know, for everybody to be perfect, right. for everybody to you know get it the first time. And that's just unattainable. It's unattainable. And I just want to, especially, you know, the younger kids, middle school and heading into high school, you know, don't give up on yourself. If you don't have it yet, that's okay. Practice it. You'll get it. Um, just endurance. Keep going. Keep, keep, uh, keep trying. And we have a saying, you know, here, like if, or a rule that if a child says, I can't, they have to drop down and do 10 pushups. And it's not to punish them for thinking that they can't. It's to Re reiterate that they can just not yeah. yet just sure. not yet so sure. and those would be kind of what i think we do here that can translate across the board yeah absolutely it's great advice for for anybody right it's don't give up on yourself make sure you don't have that kind of positive mindset like almost growth mindset you can do it you just can't do it yet yeah <clears throat> it's great advice it's really great advice well great i mean i, I think this is a, a that's a good place to um stop for today um thank you for kind of shedding some light on kind of grace dance studio and then even the dance world in general for for those like me who maybe haven't lived a whole lot of uh experience in that in that world it's, it's very cool to see um we'll we'll stay on after the call here just uh, just a little bit to talk a little bit more but um if uh someone is interested in taking a dance class or getting their their kids involved in dance how can they get in hold of you or set up that first session Okay, so to get enrolled here, um, everything's on, it's a little bit different because of what's going on right now. Sure. So everything is online. Currently, our lobby is closed to parents. Um, we are 
oh, available for appointments. So if you needed to come and wanted to walk around, you could um, shoot us an email, gracedancestudio at gmail.com. Um, and our class of, like our list of classes and everything you need to register for those is gonna be available online on our website, gracedancestudio.com. Um, so if you have questions, the best way again to get a hold of us is through email, social media. We're really quick to answer messages. And over the phone, we're here in the evenings. Um, our number 210-679-0336. I had to think about it. Sorry. <laughs> I feel it's so weird sometimes giving out a number because everything is online now. Exactly, exactly. And I'll, and I'll make sure to post all this in the show notes so if someone's listening to that, they can have access to all that information and get a hold, get a hold of you. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want more health and fitness guidance? If so, go download our PR Life Roadmap. It's your one-stop guide to all things health and wellness. This free guide gives you the exact steps to take so that you can start and stick to living the healthy lifestyle you've always wanted. That's available for free on my website, www.theperformancerepublic.com. It's also available on our social pages. When you sign up, I'll also include our pain relief guide as an added bonus. So whether you're working through injury, developing your fitness routine, or optimizing your lifestyle, we will support you every single step of the way. All you have to do is sign up today at www.theperformancerepublic.com. Don't wait to get your PR Life Roadmap today.